family and friends had afforded him one year of grieving before they had been on him to move on. Desperately, they tried to get him to realize that the last thing his jade would want was for him to continue carrying a torch for her, to spend his life sad and alone. He'd tried to prove to them he had moved on, but that had only resulted in projecting what he thought was love onto a woman who was just as confused about her life as he was. He'd vowed that after that mistake— He wasn't going to let anyone dictate when it was time for him to move on from Jade's memory. If he was to love or marry again, he would be the one to take the steps. He made the same rote pilgrimage from the staff parking lot into the hospital. Every day was just the same, one ride after the other. He'd barely had time to ease on his white medical coat when he heard his name being paged over the intercom. Rushing over to the sink, He scrubbed up as quickly as he could before whirling around. Using his back to open the door to the doctor's lounge, he did his best speed-walking down the hallway to the trauma area. The moment he swept through the glass doors, the staff pounced on him. Two nurses were at the man's head. One held down the face mask as the other pumped air through the bag into his airways. Another was stationed at the man's side, doing CPR compression intervals on the chest. After donning a pair of rubber gloves, Pesh glanced to the charge nurse as he hurried to the man's side. Male, 45, collapsed at the jogging park during a run. No known medical history. Coded once on the trip over. She quickly informed him. BP is dropping! Another nurse called behind him. Machines began beeping on and off, a symphony of noise heralding impending doom. Okay, we need to shock him again. The crash cart was rolled up to the gurney. Pesh grabbed the paddles. Charging. Shocking at 260 joules. Clear! Pesh commanded. The nurses administering compressions to his chest and the intubation bag stepped back, holding their hands off the man. Pesh brought the gelled paddles to the man's chest. As the electrical charge raged through the man's body, his arms and legs flailed. Pesh glanced at the heart monitor. Still asystole. Again. Charging at 360 joules, a nurse replied. Clear. As he brought the paddles once again to the man's chest, Pesh muttered, Come on, come on, beat, damn it, under his breath. It didn't matter how young or how old, he hated to lose a patient. Although the body shuddered and jerked in reaction to the electricity, the heart remained frozen. Although it was a losing battle, he called, Clear! once again. When the man's vital signs didn't change, Pesh shook his head. We need to open him up to massage the heart. Get me the rib spreader and the chest saw in page one of the residence, he ordered. He took a face mask from another nurse and slid it on. After making a quick incision in the man's chest, Pesh took the saw from one of the nurses. Once he had sawed through the sternum, He shifted to the side to allow a nurse to move closer to work the crank on the rib spreader. Pushing aside the hard bone of the sternum, he gently took the man's still heart in his hands. No matter how many times he'd had to do it before, there was still something so humbling as holding the most important muscle in the human body in the palm of your hand. Squeezing it over and over, Pesh mimed the usual pumping the organ did. Seconds ticked agonizingly by as they waited to see if the damaged heart would restart. When it remained still, Pesh sighed and closed his eyes for a moment. 
he eased back from the man. Glancing up at the clock on the wall, he said with regret, Calling time of death, 9.47 a.m. Want me to handle the family? The resident asked. Pesh shook his head. No, you get him closed back up. I'm sure they'll want to see him. He took off his bloody gloves and tossed them dejectedly into the hazardous materials trash can and then removed his mask. He walked over to the glass doors of the trauma area, where a paramedic stood surveying the scene. Do we have a name on him? The paramedic flashed the guy's driver's license. Aaron Chapman. Thank you. He walked down the long hallway before pushing open the button on the mechanical door that led out of the emergency area. In a room to the side of the waiting room, the man's wife and two teenage sons sat in hushed silence.